What's up, everybody? Welcome to Crucial Tunes uh, 2.0, Season 2, I guess. Uh, episode Every 3. Every time. Uh, I 2.0, I guess. <laughs> I Every like, once so I far. I like, I like it, though. It sounds it sounds more fun than just saying Season 2. I like 2.0. Yeah, fair enough. That's cool. I'll take it. Um, I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is Larry. Hey. Uh, and today we are... I, I don't... I guess you teased it already. We're going to be doing a deep dive of... Uh, a very important album for the both of us, uh, which is Thursday's Full Collapse. Yes. Um, their 2001 album. Uh, I guess if we would have done this earlier in the year, it would have been like a 20-year... I think it came out in March? A, uh, well, April, according to Wikipedia. Oh, well. But I, who knows if that's right. I mean, but, I feel like an album release date on Wikipedia is probably right. Probably. I, mean, that's, I, I feel like that's probably accurate, but... Um, but I guess before we get rolling into that, let's, uh, let's take a few minutes and just talk about what, what are we listening to lately? What do you got? Today, specifically, I listened to Full Collapse like three times, <laughs> but, uh, that also goes with pretty much any day over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, I listened to August Burns Red today. The um, Christmas stuff or just No, just I listened to Messengers. Okay. I mean, you can put on any August Burns Red al- 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 album and, uh, get the same thing. They are all say, they, sound they exactly the same. The same. Yeah, I, I like August Burns Red, but yeah. I like August Burns Red quite a bit. But all their albums sound the same. That's that's pretty true. Um, what else have I been listening to? Uh, the Gloria record. Um, shit, I wish I had something cooler to say. Um, Beastie Boys. That's more or less it. Oh, and uh, fucking new comeback kid. New comeback kid. Yeah, I think that album comes out next month. But there's three singles. And I've listened to each of them probably thirty times. Yeah, it's yeah. very good. Um, it's really good. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, to me, it's very die knowing era comeback kid sure. sounding, which sure. I I like a lot. That was that was a great album. I did not know that their singer used to be in Figure Four yeah. until uh, I listened to his episode of Lead Singer Syndrome, the dude from Silverstein show, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, found that out. It was really cool. Yeah, I used to love the, Figure Four. Somebody, somebody in comeback. Comeback Kid was also in, um, oh, what was, oh, Living with Lions, I think? Yeah, um, Stuart Ross was in Living with Lions. Okay, I see. I did, I, he was in Misery Signals and yeah, every, every band in the world. Yeah. That guy fucking rules. <laughs> He's so cool. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, what do you got? Well, I've, I, I'm in a, like, slam death core kind of swing right now just because I, I'm, uh, that's, what my band plays right now sure um so i've just been trying to we're we're in a writing process right now we're trying to get an ep together in the next few months so i'm trying to take in as much of it as i can just to inspire myself sure so i've been listening to a lot of body box which i mentioned in our our episode episode one of the season when talking about our favorite albums of the year and i still love those eps I, i still listen to each of them at least once or twice a day um, and the, so I'm sure everybody's aware of, well, I guess not everybody, but there's a, there's a social media company. Um, I don't think they're a, an official label, but they're called slam worldwide. Um, but they kind of sponsor bands. If, if you want to say that, like okay. they, they put out their videos and stuff, like sure. big releases and they have a huge audience. So it, it gets, gets the attention for the bands, you know, and, and, uh, I've been listening to their their playlist on Spotify a lot lately and discovering a bunch of newer 
slam bands. New that slam. Like, I don't know if I know what slam is. Um, it's a lot like deathcore. Um, but slam. So when you listen to deathcore, it's like a, a mixture of obviously death metal and metalcore. You know. Sure. So you've got the the death metal. You know, fast blast beats and you know crazy fast sure. instrumentation mixed with like the breakdowns and you know of, of metalcore. Okay. Whereas slam is almost all the breakdown. It's it's a lot slower than death metal. You know, a, a lot slower than deathcore. There's still some blast beats. And There's stuff some deathcore bands that are slow as fuck. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> some might consider those slam bands then at that point. But okay, I, I I'll be honest. I don't know what puts a band over the line of being slam rather than deathcore. I would label most of these bands that are on this playlist as deathcore, but there are some. I'm, I'm using air quotes here. Some slam enthusiasts that would take it to their grave that no, this isn't deathcore. This is slam, and I don't I don't know that I know the difference, and I listen to it all the time, you know. So there's so many crazy heavy. Subgenres that have like super specific characteristics, and I don't know what any of it fucking means. I I try my best to learn that stuff. Sure, sure. But it's confusing. One of the most confusing, which on on the first season of Crucial Tunes, we did a a big full episode about it, is emo. Sure, because emo does not have a definitive sound. Really, there are bands that I mean, there's some stuff you can hear and be like, oh yeah, this is emo. Sure, but sure. It's not the sound that qualifies it as emo, you know what I mean? I don't think so either. Where, whereas, you know, deathcore, it's it's got to have elements of death metal and it's got to have elements of metalcore to be considered deathcore. But another confusing one to me is metalcore. Because there are bands that I have for my whole life considered to be just hardcore bands. Yeah. And come to find out that they're actually labeled as a metalcore band. Like who? Well, for one of them, Poison the Well. Poison the Well is a hardcore band. It's, I've always like, called Poison the Well a hardcore band, but I've, well, I think I think they are listed in most sites as a metalcore band. I suppose I understand that. I get it. I get why they would be metalcore, but man, I I would call them hardcore all day. But What would you call Seven Angels, Seven Plagues? Metalcore. I would call them metalcore. Yeah, fair. I think, anyway. I, yeah. But that's, that's just gut reaction, I would say, but metalcore. I don't know, I guess... <laughs> What makes what, what? I don't either. Uh, maybe we should do an episode about that sometime. About what's the difference between metalcore and hardcore? Well, I mean, genre. You know, bands that blur the genre lines. Oh, sure. To, you know, it, it's that'd be fun actually. Because I, I, I mean, I feel stupid sometimes when I call a band something and then some. Oh no, they're not this. They're this. And it's, okay, well, how? I don't. I don't get it. And it'd be. It'd be I, I'd like to dive into that. That would be nice. But yeah. that's really not what we. Uh, what the topic of tonight is supposed to be, but no. I, I kind of I got I got derailed a little bit there, um, and I don't remember what the fuck I was. Oh yeah, you're yeah, talking about slam. Well, I was because I'm listening to a lot of slam. We were talking oh, about sure. what we've yeah, been yeah. listening to. Um, uh, I also found this band called Meyer. That uh, I guess there's some kind of like super group. Oh um, yeah, a dude that used to be in As I Lay Dying, and and I don't remember who else is in the band, but. Um, they're like a straight up metalcore band. <laughs> nice. Um, there's a lot of really cool melodic stuff in it. It's, it's really good. Really good album. They just released it uh, 
like a week ago. Nice. Uh, the album's called The New Found Rain by Meyer. Really good. Cool. I highly, highly recommend it. If you're into As I Lay Dying or... Um, I'd say I was gonna say Kill Switch, but it's definitely a, it leans a lot closer to As I Lay Dying than those bands sound very similar. Yeah, I see. I think <laughs> Kill Switch is a little more on the melodic side um, than As I Lay Dying is. Uh, As I Lay Dying leans heavier into the uh, the heavy metal side of. I don't know. I don't know. In my head, I can hear the difference, but I t- I can't verbalize what i feel the difference is and check out meyer that's my that's my cool. big point cool. m-i-r-e meyer um and i also i went through a big uh phil collins <laughs> solid <laughs> the other day i i i uh i was listening to uh take me home what this, a wonderful fucking song dude this song rips i don't even know what brought it up but uh i i heard someone mention it or something maybe i even heard the words just take me home and i was like oh god i need to listen and i so i listened to it i I think i had that song on repeat for like a day and a half ain't nothing wrong with that that's a great song it's such a good song (laughs) phil collins just rules that's awesome Um, (laughs) so yeah i went from slam to phil collins but nice nice it's 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 good to listen to different kinds of music sometimes. There was an episode, uh, the first episode, you talked about some super heavy band. I forgot their name. Um, Arspire? Is that Arspire? a band? Arspire, yeah. There's this, at uh, Ricochet, there's this super sassy, bitchy gay kid. Like, he wears like velvet chokers, like, mm-hmm. super nice kid, but it's like very, very like flamboyant gay. And mm-hmm. he listens to like EDM and club music primarily. Okay. And he was downstairs prepping. And I went downstairs to get something, and he was blasting the heaviest thing I had ever heard. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What is this? He's like, it's Arnspire. I'm like, huh, huh. Wow, cool. <laughs> Just, wow, from EDM to Archspire, huh? Yeah, it's like going from Slam to Phil Collins. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very fair. Yeah. That's very fair, yeah. Um, well, I guess we can get into our deep dive of uh full collapse by thursday yeah so anybody not familiar with thursday why the hell not um, sure well because i mean they put out a bunch of music that i'm not crazy about uh, yeah but, but they have enough good stuff i mean their first two albums alone should well okay technically second and third album true but their first two major releases sure uh full collapse and war all the time um they're like seminal is that the word i'm looking for um i need more context because you stopped after the word <laughs> they're super super important albums in the post full collapse genre. is a genre defying album it, it really a thousand is. percent it really is and uh and then they followed it up with war all the time which i also I, know that's, I think that's probably your favorite right uh I, I said that for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, and I do love it very much, but I do think that Full Collapse is my favorite okay. Thursday record. Wow. I also think that Full Collapse is probably like my second or third favorite album of all time. Yeah. I, I you know, we did, uh, when we first started the show, we did our top 10 albums, mm-hmm. like, of all time. And I I think I included Full Collapse on I said War all, all the Time. Yeah. But uh, it for sure would be Full Collapse. Well, in any case... Um, Two great albums. We're, we're we're just talking about full collapse today, but True. um 
So Thursday is a band from, I believe, New Jersey, right? Yes. Uh, so let's, let's New Brunswick, I think. Yes, New Brunswick, New Jersey. Um, they are one of the. I don't. I don't know if you want to call them one of the like godfathers of post hardcore because post hardcore was around a little before Thursday. Yeah, but, but I still would call them that. It's like how Newfound Glory, uh, Newfound Glory, are like the godfathers of pop punk. They weren't yeah, the first, but true. they were the. They perfected it. True. Uh, that's fair. That's a fair comparison there. Um, but yeah, they one of the one of the biggest names in post hardcore. Which post hardcore is one of those huge genres. An, another one like emo, where it covers a lot of different sounds. There's a lot of similarities sure. between almost every post hardcore band, but there are, you know, like you listen to a band like uh, at the drive-in. Sure. And they're just crazy, like, all over the place. And then you listen to uh, Story of the Year is, I guess, a post-hardcore band, right? Uh, I mean, I guess technically. They they they're, they walk the line between, like, a like a pop-punk and post-hardcore, but I, I fit them more into post-hardcore. They're, like, butt emo. Yes. Uh, that's not a, a bad thing. I fucking love Story of the Year. <laughs> For sure. But, uh, For sure. <laughs> But that's, like, what, but that's what I mean. Like, listen to Story of the Year and at the drive-in, they're almost nothing alike. No, they they both have instruments. Yes, but they technically both fit into the post-hardcore genre. Sure, sure. It's just a very, uh, very broad brush that you can paint with. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, and they're also considered an emo band, which I would consider Thursday an emo band all day. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But. I guess my point is, I don't know what, I mean, when you listen to them, you go, oh yeah, that's definitely emo, but what is it about them that makes them emo? There are constant references to like broken glass and businessmen (laughs) hanging themselves and shit. (laughs) Their haircuts. (laughs) Their haircuts. (laughs) Lots of stuff. That's, that's fair. Um, so Thursday was from uh, New Brunswick, New Jersey, formed in 1997. You know, something I read on their Wikipedia today that I thought was cool. That uh, It's really not that cool, but I like it. Uh, their first show that they played was in their singer's basement. Uh, and they played with Saves the Day and Poison the Well, their very first show. That's fucking sick. What a... The coolest experience ever. Right, right. And I'm sure none of those bands were big at the time in 97. Saves the Day, probably around a little bit before Thursday, right? Uh, Saves the Day started around then. Um, was it? Yeah, probably not much longer. So maybe, yeah, so maybe this was just... It wasn't Poison the Wall like a new metal band back then? Um, or was this like after them being new metal? No, new metal, when they... So before they were Poison the Wall, they had a different name um, when they were kind of more new metal-y. Sure. But uh, by the time they were poisoned the wall, they were already kind of locked into the opposite of December style. So, sound. like, and that was in, like, around 97 when they were doing that? I think so, So yeah. they escaped new metal really early. Yeah. Good for them. They're like, this might not last that long. <laughs> like, look at how ridiculous of an idea this is. Let's not and, run with it. But that's, I mean. No, but then look what happened. A couple years later, it was the biggest thing in the world, so. Eh. Yeah. But it didn't stick around as long as. Hardcore and metalcore. No, because, like, yeah, yeah, that's fair. There's, what, 
a million new metal bands from you know 25 to 20 years ago mm-hmm. um three of them exist still <laughs> <laughs> oh they, they still exist but they play places like you like know big shots and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> some even lower than big shots you know like <laughs> yeah but uh <laughs> i still remember driving by um Oh god damn! What was the name? There's a bar in like Portage, Indiana, or something. Um, just like a dive bar that I drove past, and on the sign one day, I was driving past there for, uh, on my. I was working for Dish Network, and I was driving past on my route, and on the sign it said like Friday, Powerman Five Thousand. I was at this fucking like dive bar in like, Portage. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Did and you it, go? No, I didn't go. Didn't he die? No. no oh. I don't think so. Oh, if I caught when now Wayne Static died, he did. Yeah. You love Static X. I do like Static. Oh. I, so I <laughs> I already loved Static X, but my wife really really loves Static X, so she kind of keeps me into Static X. Oh, that's great. You have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I caught wind of Power Man Five Thousand playing in Portage like tomorrow or something, I'd be like, dude, I'm going, man. <laughs> like whatever. I don't know, man. They had one good song. They just have one song that I know. I'm not gonna say they have one good song. I just know yeah. that song. <laughs> and I think they, I think they're only famous. Isn't the singer like Rob Zombie's brother or something? Or maybe you no. Know, that was the guy from Corn's brother. That's Adema. Adema yeah, was John James' brother. Yeah. <laughs> how did we get here? We're <laughs> oh, how do we oh. start talking about new metal? Oh yeah, I know. We could, we could go on for days. Our next episode should be about new metal. Every episode is about new metal. <laughs> um, obligatory reference to Dry Kill Logic and Slipknot's self-titled album, and uh, Soulfly and with Dead Hands Rising. With Dead Hands Rising, we already mentioned Seven Angels, Seven Plays, Zayo, so Zayo, and Pod. Okay, yeah, we got all that out of the way. Let's go. Uh, full collapse. <laughs> Technically, Thursday's second album. Yes. Their first album was Waiting in 1999, I think. That was on either Eulogy or Eyeball. Eyeball. Okay. Um, and then uh, by 2001, they had signed on to Victory Records, which ended up being a shit deal for them. Um, and most bands. Very, very, yeah, but <laughs> Thursday very publicly had a... Had a terrible relationship with victory records which again most ba- it come come to find out years and years later victory records was a terrible label to be on sure but at the time 2001 victory records was uh, every band was on victory Records. Dude, between like 1999 and 2000 like i don't know seven or eight mm-hmm. victory records put out hundreds of incredible records yeah absolutely. so many great records absolutely but um Anyway, so yeah, they signed on to Victory for this album, um, which they began recording uh, in November 2000, uh, which uh, I, I had something to say about that. And I was just I was 13. If that counts yeah, for anything. Uh, I was 15. Um, yeah. So when I was listening to Slipknot's self-titled album. Uh, on repeat for Thursday a solid was year. Full they, yeah, Thursday was making just full one collapse. year. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they released it in April tenth, uh, two thousand one. Uh, again on Victory Records. Producer was Sal Villanueva, who I believe uh, produced their first three albums. Yeah, he um, also did a lot of uh, Taking Back Sunday. Ah, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he did tons of shit. He rules. <clears throat> I I love. 
so I listened to this album just in the last since we decided we were going to do a deep dive on this. I listened to this album probably a good, you know, six or seven times all the way through. Sure. Just in the last couple of days. And I was trying to distinguish like elements uh, that I really loved about this album. And I, for one thing, just the songwriting itself is great. The lyrics are great. I, I mean, yeah. Thursday is just an incredible band. But one thing I really love about this album is, and and I know I obsessed about this in the last episode, but uh, really the production value of the album, um, there's so many little details that you, you pick up through repeated listens that, you know, you might not catch it. Like, you, you might not know what you're hearing the first time you hear it, but you know it's good. You know, you sure. know it's something really cool. Uh, happening and and there's little stuff like that like uh for one thing just the the quality of the drum recording i love the sure. drums on this album they, they have, i do too they have the perfect amount of that like uh kind of like hall reverb you know mm-hmm. sounds like it's in a big room um and but the the you know the way the symbols and everything are mixed like you get the really light of the hi hats when mm-hmm. when everything's quiet and down you get that but then when he opens the hi hats they 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 they're crystal clear i mean perfect drum recordings in this which there's not a you know from that time this was back before program drums i guess that maybe maybe some bands had started doing it at that point sure but this was a live drum era and there's a lot of albums with bad drums, you know, and but shitty drums can ruin an album. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But I this this I I just feel like they they got it perfect on this album. Absolutely. It was, it was mixed well, recorded well. Um and then just the dynamic of the vocal recordings too. Um it's 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 something that uh Thursday I've always loved about Thursday. And, you know, there's a few bands from that era that that really nailed it. Taking you mentioned Taking Back Sunday. Yes. And but something that both Taking Back Sunday and Thursday do really well is rather than doing traditional like harmony vocals, they have the backups are singing for one thing, completely different words. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, like in uh, the verses of Autobiography of a Nation. Mm hmm. There's so much happening vocally, yeah, and it's fucking nuts. It's and it's it's amazing to. It's almost like hearing different songs layered on top of each other, and I am a sucker for that. When it's done well, sometimes sure. it's done sloppy, and it can just take you completely out of a song. But Thursday nails it on this album. Every bit of the vocals on this album are, in in my opinion, perfect. You know, like I yes, I love. Is it is. I always want to say, is it Joff Rickley or is Jeff, it Jeff? It's Jeff. Does he say Jeff? Yeah. Okay. Um, I love his voice. It's not your traditional. I'm talking a lot. Do you want to? Did you have anything you wanted to throw in? No, no, not at all. Okay. I was gonna say I'm going from topic to topic to topic, and I, I'm not waiting for you. That's okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you did talk about the the drum recording. Uh, mm-hmm. The bass tone on this record is nuts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I my my only uh, critique of the bass is it gets lost in the mix several times throughout the album when I really want to hear it. Sure. Um but when it is prominent like there's a lot of parts in in this album where the guitars just get real quiet and they pull them like all they dial them all the way down and it's just it's highlighting the the drums and the bass. There's several parts throughout the album where they do that and it you're you're right the bass tone there it's perfect mm. and 
it's it's moments like that where you really hear the drums too like oh yeah that that really good reverb and just crystal clear recording i've heard understanding in a car crash probably 500 times in my life yeah um i never really paid attention to the bass during the verses until today mm-hmm. it's real crazy there's a lot happening he's the, their bass player is great yeah. he's great yes and that's you know not just the bass but the guitars too another cool thing you know a lot of bands they have one guitar plays the rhythm line you know just regular chords and and then the other guitar plays maybe a harmony over it or plays a little lead there's so many times on this album where the guitarists are both playing like uh like a dueling leads i guess not dueling they're playing leads over each other completely different leads too Mm -hmm. Uh, but just the way they blend sounds perfect. And meanwhile, you got the bass in the background that is also doing crazy shit. Like it, it, instrumentally, they're so fucking they're they're so good. It's really like a busy record, mm-hmm. but it's not busy in a a bad way, right? By any means, all, the, all that busyness is like perfectly mixed in a way that you still want to listen to it and you oh, still sure. hear everything. Sure, you know, um, and. Again, the busyness also, the vocals. There's so much going on vocally with this. Um, you got Jeff singing in his... Uh, what I was going to say is he's got like a very non-traditional sounding voice. He's realistically, he's not a great singer. He is not a great singer. He, um, he is constantly off key, but I, they leave it. That, they don't try to right. auto-tune and shit. They just, his voice is what it is, and they use it, and I, I love that about them. Um, I listened to a show he was on... Um, I forget. I would forget. It might have been on Pure Pleasure, maybe, but uh, a lot of industry people and people in other bands would refer to him. They would call him Tone Jeff because he was such a bad singer. Because <laughs> yeah. like, it's like a play on Tone Deaf. Yeah. Um, he also had the same vocal coach as like someone crazy, like someone of like a Celine Dion type of caliber. Like really, honest to God, yeah. That's it was crazy. Fucking. Real wild shit. <laughs> I forget who who exactly it was, but I remember he like gave the list of uh, the other people his vocal coach worked with. I was like, wait, what the fuck, really? So the the crazy thing too is, although he is not a great singer, um, for, for one thing, he's an amazing lyricist. His lyrics are great. Sure. Um, he but even though his singing is not that strong, his melody writing is amazing i love the vocal melodies that he writes he just can't sing them that well if that makes any sense you know what i mean like yeah i i just i don't know i i can't say enough about how much i love the vocals on these albums on all of their albums i i think um it's a very emo thing to do to leave the pitchy whiny sure uh off key elements in in the vocals but it really works well on this out on this album in particular but i'll all of Thursday's albums. He's um he's just he's he's the right singer for them. Absolutely. 100% um, agree. So, uh one other thing that I wanted to mention uh that I love about Thursday starting with Full Collapse, I believe, cuz I I think uh I think their first album Waiting, I think they had a different guitarist um that was not on Full Collapse. See was that uh, Tom Tom Keeley? Keeley? No, Tom Keeley 
has been with the band the whole time. Oh, the big guy was? Oh, is that Tom Keeley? No, Tom Keeley's the skinny guy, right? With the long hair? I don't I don't know which one's which, honestly. Oh. There's like the big guy with the beard who does all the yelling parts. <laughs> oh, I know I know who you're talking about, but I don't but I don't know. I don't know which one's which. I feel like he has a different name than But that. they had they had a guitarist named Bill Henderson on waiting. Um, but by the time they started recording Full Collapse, uh, Bill Henderson was no longer in the band, and they replaced him with Steve Padula. That's the guy. That's the big guy. Okay. It's Steve Padula. Um, and one thing that I love about this is after that, that's that's been the band since 2000. Everybody's stayed the same across all their albums, except uh, by, by the time they recorded their third album, they added a keyboardist. But besides that, they they haven't replaced. I mean, same drummer, same singer, same bassist, same lead guitarist. Or I don't even know if they call them lead and rhythm or not. Just two they guitarists. Are two They're both guitarists. playing leads all the yes. time. Um, but yeah, so the 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 lineup of the band has been almost exactly the same since since 2000, 2000, 2001. Which in really in hardcore and and. That's almost unheard of, you know. Absolutely, There's constantly people rotating in and out of bands. I mean, look at Shy Hulud. If I, I dare all of you, I don't know why I'm daring, but go on Shy Hulud's Wikipedia and look at the members. The, I, I think the members of Shy Hulud has its own Wikipedia page because the list is so fucking long. Um, <laughs> it's, it's insane, I, and realistically, Shy Hulud is just now just the one. The one guitarist is Shy Hulud. Matt Fox. Yeah. Dude, Matt Fox is a fucking goat. He's so he's, sick. He's so good. But he, yeah, he is basically Shy Halud, and then everybody else just rotates in and out around him. But that's besides the point. But Thursday, meanwhile, has the same lineup since 2000. That's, 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 that's insane. Yeah. And it's and it's it's great. Like, th- that's one of the ways that... Um, <clears throat> I, I, it's hard to talk about their later albums because... Eh, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not as not as good. I mean, but <clears throat> the one after War All the Time, uh, A City by the Light Divided, mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I really haven't listened to tons of others, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I, I maybe gave them like one or two spins through, but uh, that's that's it. Maybe I should revisit them again. Really, they don't have a huge discography, so it's it's not like uh, there's a ton to listen to after that. But I should know because like, I mean it's Thursday. I think there's five or six full. Uh, yeah, there's six full length albums. So after Full Collapse and War All the Time, there's three additionals. After that, um, cool. But, but yeah, uh, but we're talking about Full Collapse, which uh, I I have mentioned this before. Um, the song, which it's track two on the album, sure. Uh, Understanding the car crash, uh, my favorite song of all time. Fair. Like hands down, my favorite song of all time. It's been my favorite song almost since the first time I heard it. I I I remember seeing the the video on may have been MTV. Yeah, may have been. It was on MTV yeah. quite a bit when that album came out. What was the other back then? What was the other? It wasn't VH1. There was another like third. Music video channel, and I don't remember what it was. BET? It wasn't on BET. No, it definitely was not on BET. Um, or CMT, for that matter. Uh, um, Fuse? Fuse, maybe? Maybe I saw it on Fuse. Fuse was like, um, it was a little after. Well, maybe we just didn't have it. I got Fuse at home, and I want to say 2004. Okay. 
it was awesome. Yeah. I was so fucking yeah, stoked on it. Fuse had such better videos than MTV did. Oh yeah, they like were kind of off the mainstream. Yeah, it was bit. like a rock and like scene music yeah. thing. It was great. Well, regardless, I don't remember where I first saw the video, but that was my first introduction to Thursday. Was the video for understanding the car crash, cool. which is really not that great of a video. It's just kind of like live clips, but with like this weird blurry motion camera on it. Sure. Um, but cool at the time, you know? Um, and, but the song really blew me away. It's, it, it's, it's such a well-constructed song. Uh, the lyrics are gorgeous. The, you know, it's just, it's everything I want in a song and that's why it's my favorite. But I had a revelation this week while I was listening to the album. Uh, even though Understanding is absolutely my favorite song of all time, I don't think it's the best song on the album. It's definitely not. But I, it's it. I I would have thought to myself it's the best song on the oh, album because sure. it's my favorite. But it's not. I'm like racking my brain to think of what I think it is. I think I do know what I think it is. <clears throat> what what would you, what would you say it is? Because I mean we. we I don't know if we need to necessarily go track by track, but let's talk about some of our favorites. Here. Um, my favorite song and the best song. I don't know if those are going to be similar things. I think the best song is "Autobiography of a Nation." That's that's maybe the second best on my list. Um, but actually, I kind of I have to pull up the track list here. Sorry. I I think personally, I think the best song on the album. Uh, <gasps> oh, I know what I think. Sorry. What do you think? Standing on the edge of summer. Oh, okay. That's not that was not what I was gonna say. Okay. Uh, I think it's "How Long Is the Night," which is the closing track. Well, I guess it's technically not the so. Well, because yeah, it's the intros. Yeah, the intro and outro. But "How Long Is the Night" is the last full song on the album. Yeah. Uh, and <sighs> it's so it it has the reason I think it's the best song on the album. For one thing, it has every element uh, that I like about the album. Is they're all kind of you know distributed throughout different songs but uh how long is the night has every element that i like it has the you know it has the really crystal clear drum parts in it it has the uh the vocals uh have weird you know it has the different layered vocals and stuff um it has a part where it's real quiet and slow but there's still the intense screaming in the background sure. and and uh, and then it just has this epic build up to the end, and it's it's yeah that it, d- yeah that's it, it, so sick. It's, it makes me it makes me want to cry listening to it. It's so like it's so powerful. Oh yeah. Um. But yeah, that's so that's my favorite. So you said you think "Standing on the Edge of Summer." No, "Standing or, on the Edge of, the, of Summer" is my favorite song on that album. But okay. I think the best song is "Autobiography of a Nation." Autobiography is an incredible song. Yes. Incredible song. I'm trying to remember. I'm, now I'm going to have to pull up a clip of Standing on the Edge of Summer. I'm not good with song titles. Okay. That's every song on there. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that song fucking rules, man. Yes. I love I agree. Thursday. So, so goddamn much. If you had to pick, do you have a, a least favorite song on this album? A song that you could easily skip or... Um... Not saying that it's necessarily bad, but... Um, I could probably go without hearing understanding just because I've heard it so many times. That's... But other than that, 
That's fair. Um, no. I was trying to think, like, as I was listening to it, I was trying to think if there was something that I would skip. There is a song, it's track eight, I Am The Killer. And it's good. But it's great. It's it's not a bad song i don't i'm not saying it's a bad song i'm not saying i dislike it but it's just like it's the one that stands out the least to me on the album fair enough um i think everything else has at least a, a part in it that like oh yeah that's that song that's that song that's that song i am the killer is just like yeah it's on the album you know Nice. <laughs> I don't know how else to sum it up, but it's it's it's, it's there. But it, it just doesn't it doesn't do what anything else on the album does for me. So I get you for sure. I do. Yeah. But uh, let's see what else. I don't, I don't know. I'm not good at doing these deep dive things. Um, it's all right. That's why I brought a lot of notes. Um, this one charted. Uh, this was their first charting album. Um, it hit the Billboard 200 uh, at 178, um, wow. which for a band at, at that time, this was their first major label release. You know, like like we were talking about, they have a, an album called Waiting that was released on Eyeball. Sure. Um, but this was Victory Records. This was their first. Uh, this was the, the point when they hit the full time touring band status. Yes. Uh, was full collapse. So. Um, for them to chart on their first album, especially in a, you know, a genre of music that's not quite mainstream, you know, at all, especially in 2001. Yeah, it's I think it's pretty impressive that they hit the charts. Like what were the big like scene ish music bands in 2001? Like what was going on? Iowa. Like. Because that was new metal was still huge. Yeah, that's but that's what I'm saying. So Iowa and. It was Chocolate Starfish in 2001? Maybe. Somewhere around there. What a, oh, like uh, Blink was around then. Yeah. It's, so, so, yeah, it was like basically like TRL Pop Punk. I was just going to uh, say TRL. Watch TRL. Oh, and that TRL was Pop was Punk chart. and New Metal was the big rock music then. Yeah. yeah. And there was, there was plenty of those to go around. So the fact that a band like Thursday hit the chart the same year as all that shit. Yeah. It's pretty crazy to me. Like Hybrid I, Theory came out that year, didn't it? Was that 2001? Uh, See, yeah, it had to have been 2000 or 2001. Yeah, I, I remember uh, in 2000. Man, was that 2001? I tried out for this band. Um, and the only song that I tried out as a vocalist of this metal band. And the only song that <clears throat> that we all knew was One Step Closer. Nice. I know that's, that's super random, but. <laughs> was it good? No. It's awful. The band is great. The band was great. Who was it? What was the band? Arnold Feeney. Oh. Oh. But they weren't Arnold Feeney at the time. They were Systematic Hate. Oh, um, right. Uh, the Arnold Feeney EP is on Spotify now. I know. I know. I, I Ryan hit me up the other day and was like, hey, do you have any of this old stuff? I'm trying to get it all online. I didn't have any. Of uh, it. I saw it on his story. Um, and then like very shortly after I saw it. Darren texted me. He's like, check it out. <laughs> like, I saw him, man. A- Ashley texted me the other day with the link to it's, the Arnofini uh, album. Still slams, actually. It is. So, it's so good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was actually, I think Darren was still in the band at the time when I tried out. But 
Uh, Let me ask him about this. He, like, hey, do you remember playing one step closer? Well, no, 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 no. He he wasn't at the practice. Oh. That was, in fact, that's I remember specifically. They were very mad at Darren because he didn't show up to practice, and I think they borrowed a bass or something from Low Guitar and Sound for him to play. Oh. It was like a warlock bass. Fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he just didn't come. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember why he wasn't there. But well, yeah. it happens. Yeah. Sorry for busting you out on that one, Darren. He'll get he's, over he's, it, man. He's probably not going to listen to this. He anymore. might. Does he listen to our show? I don't know. What up, Darren? In case you're listening. Yeah, man. Hey, haven't seen you in like. Actually, I haven't seen you in a while. I hope you're doing it's, okay. Yeah, it's a sick locust tattoo you got. <laughs> just like mine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we were talking about full collapse by Thursday. Um, <laughs> we stopped because we were talking about new metal. Yeah, I know. We got to stop getting off on new metal too. Why? Well, but why? It's fun. Yeah, we don't. We, new metal's fun. Fuck it. We can and really, going. you know, I, I've, I've, I think I've said just about everything I needed to say about this album. I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a great album. I, if, you, if you have, if you're remotely familiar with Thursday, I'm, you had to have heard this album. There's no reason. Anybody that listens to Thursday wouldn't have heard Full Collapse at this point. If you don't know who Thursday is and you listen to like, well, no, I was going to say, if you listen to like Under Oath or if you listen to like any of those like Warp Tour type of bands, um, you know who Thursday is. But uh, if you do, and for whatever reason you don't, um, none of those bands would exist without Thursday. 100%. Not a single fucking one. 100%. Um, I, I cannot stress enough like how how important this album was whether whether you think it's a good album or not the importance of this album to the genre and all of the offshoots from that point on it's it's it was pivotal is that the word i was looking for earlier yes did i say seminal though i still don't know what seminal what does seminal mean i don't know i'm gonna look it up real quick talk about something um i feel like full collapse is to post hardcore and like, um, like mall emo mm-hmm. is the same thing that like Dookie is to like mainstream punk rock. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it's, I get that. It's pivotal. It's, it's necessary. It changed a lot. Seminal was the word I was oh. looking for. Oh, by the way. so that I did not mean to just say pivotal. No, no, no. Are they Piv- synonyms? Pivotal and seminal, I think both work. Uh, seminal means. The first edge, <laughs> the first, <laughs> the first definition is strongly influencing later developments. Thousand percent seminal, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the second definition, <laughs> relating to or denoting semen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, in in both ways, it's, it's, it's a seminal <laughs> album. <laughs> Uh, Do was the other one pronounced? Because who calls semen semen? Uh, nobody, I don't think. Yeah, wouldn't it be seminal? Seminal? I don't know. But what I was trying to say was <laughs> seminal, which uh, <laughs> it's got listed uh, similes. Similes? Is that the word? I'm seminies. Looking? Seminies. <laughs> uh, influential, formative, groundbreaking, pioneering, original, creative, innovative, imaginative. Productive, major, or important, which are all exactly what so I was trying to say about So they are for sure, album. like, paralleling words. 
Yes. Thousand percent. So yeah, you were right in both contexts. Awesome. So nice I, job. I, yeah, I don't feel it, so not bad. Not the third, the, the seminal one. <laughs> not the seminal one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, it was recorded at Big Blue Meanie in New Jersey, uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Um, I don't cool. know if that studio is still around or not. I don't know anything about it. No idea. Um, yeah, it's it's. Uh, do you have it? Do I have it? Like, oh, the CD. Yeah. Uh, so do you have the, I, I, Do you have a, like a record of it? I don't have a vinyl of it. Uh, no. I wonder if they pressed it recently. I think I want to say I saw copies of it at uh furnace um, oh did you watch them i i missed the first half of their set um oh i can't remember hey, who i was watching that down, night up. but uh yeah i missed the first half of their set but i wandered over it. they were on the big stage um right and uh they were the only band that i cried watching I don't believe that. I there were there was a few times that I almost did for other bands, but I cried twice during Thursday's set. Uh, once when they played Understanding, and once when they played War All the Time, and I I sobbed like a like a baby. Nice. It was it was so nice. Was the, that the only time you saw Thursday? It was my first time seeing uh, Thursday. Yeah. The first time I saw Thursday was at Warp Tour in two thousand. Two, I think. Okay. It was 2000. I'm trying to remember who they were sandwiched. They were sandwiched between Good Charlotte and Anti-Flag. So it was 2002. Okay. Um, it was, and it was awesome. I uh, never went to a single Warp Tour. I never went to... I've never been to Riot Fest. I've never been to... Really, I've been to two... At this point, two music festivals in my life. One one was uh, the New Metal Fest that I, I've referenced probably several times on the show uh, that I went to with my wife in Wisconsin. Um, and that's where we saw corn and unfortunately disturbed and uh, all right. shine down. That was where I saw Rob Zombie too, though. And I tell you what, I'm not a fan of Rob Zombie. No, but I bet you hit a li- the live situation he puts on. It's probably pretty fucking entertaining. Good God. One of the best live shows I've ever seen was Rob Zombie. Um, I saw corn like, Recently, um, yeah. when was it? When did I see corn? Oh, Not corn, long ago. Just corn and stained, right? Corn and stained, and corn and stained. I think it was just the two of them. Yeah. No. Oh, ah. Uh, Norma Jean White Stripes. Oh. Uh, uh, what the fuck is it? It's, it's exactly that. It's a guy from Norma Jean being <laughs> not being in the White Stripes. Uh, sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. I did not catch them. I got there late. Um, <laughs> White stripes. That's, that's real. That's it, though. That is. It's like it, a two-piece, like is. noisy, like dirty garage rock band with a guy from Norma Jean in it. Yeah. Um, stand sucked, and I was I was bummed because there's some stand songs that fucking slam, yeah. like for sure. He was also what's his name? Uh, the asshole who fronts stand. Oh, Aaron Lewis. He's wearing a T-shirt that said like. I get my freedoms from God, not the government, oh, or some God. bullshit. I'm like, that's straight up not how that works. Like, you absolutely get your freedoms from the government, dude. That's literally yeah, where that's the point. Trash. Yeah, but they suck. They sounded terrible. But honest to God, Corn Live was phenomenal. And if any other point, someone's like, let's go see Corn. I'd be like, all right. Yeah. Corn didn't play Got the Life at this show. And I remember everyone leaving Tinley, whatever the fuck Tinley's called. It's just called Tinley. 
Yeah. Um, just like, wait, what the fuck? Why? They just didn't play it. Weird. Jonathan Davis was like the first day he could like be back from having COVID. And he was like real fucked up. He's like sitting in this giant throne most of the set. That's like <laughs> he didn't like want to walk around. It was yeah, fucking that's, tight, he probably, though, man. He probably would have been like that anyway. It, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was tight, man. It they was were tight. They were good when I saw them uh, at that festival in Wisconsin. Disturbed was fucking terrible. The most boring band I've ever seen. Uh, and they played like, I want to say maybe like 10 or 11 songs or something like Ugh, that. Too long. And, and more than half of them were covers. So like they've got how many records out of original music and they played like five or six covers in a 10, ten song set. It was nuts. Yeah, who gives a shit? It's it's just so I mean, I don't know. I don't I yeah, fuck I, I have no love for disturbed. Although uh when oh, we, oh. <laughs> we went to see uh Seven Dust. Um, oh, no shit. <laughs> Uh, actually, Seven Dust was at that festival too. Seven Dust, I've seen Seven Dust now four times, and they've been incredible every time. I, I, dude, say what you want. Seven Dust is one of the greatest bands of all time. That is the boldest shit. Yeah, ever. I, but I mean it though. Like it, they're they're probably uh, the best new metal band there is. Just uh, I'm not over I'm not, Slipknot. Uh, I'm well. So Slipknot's got the best album. Hands down. Um, but, like, career-wise, I think Seven Dust has a better career than Slipknot does. In my opinion, obviously Slipknot... Slipknot's the biggest w- band in the world! Slipknot <laughs> is way bigger than Seven Dust has ever been. Um, but I, I don't know. They, they stopped being good after Iowa, though. They, they got more radio-friendly, and I... Look, I, I, their music was shitty after that. Seven Dust has stayed good. They, they just released an album, what, like a year or so ago, and it was a good album. It wasn't it was far from their best, but it was a good album at least. Do I, I always mix up Seven Dust and Soulfly? Yeah, Soulfly—they're not the same at all. Don't you love Soulfly too? Uh, I love. Yes, I love Soulfly's. <laughs> yes, their first two albums, uh, Primitive and Self-Titled, were really good, and then nothing else after that until they just released Ritual in 2018. And was amazing. The best metal album of the year for sure. I remember you talking about that, dude. It was so good. <laughs> I was just I was just talking about it the other day with somebody raving about how good it was. Because uh, Soulfly's coming to F- Hobart. They're playing the Art with Stab uh, Two Hundred Stab Wounds. I, I want to go to just to see Two Hundred Stab Wounds, but it's like forty dollars a ticket or something. I'm not paying for I'm not paying forty dollars for a show in Hobart. I'm fucking. Yeah, does yeah. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm not going to that theater for yeah. Anything. I've, I've never <laughs> been to uh, the art. Uh, it's a really awesome room. I don't know who this is calling me. Well, um, all right. But yeah, uh, we got way off track again. <laughs> we do, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine, and uh, it's funny because neither of us are drinking anything. I know. I know. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's the alcohol that keeps us on track. No, we, we uh, maybe we just track. don't notice. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably it. We um, just we just didn't notice. But uh, <laughs> Thursday, um, very seminal band, very seminal <laughs> album. <laughs> I, you know what? So this is a really dumb note that I wanted to make. Um, so uh, Jeff Rickley is the singer of Thursday, um, and for some reason. Anytime I'm trying to think of what he looks like, 
instead I always think of that guy that plays uh, the McPoyle brother on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, because they look a lot the fuck alike. Okay, it's okay. not just me that I'm not crazy. No, like, they, they really look, look. They really look okay. alike. Good. I'm gl- I'm glad to hear somebody else say that because I've always thought it, mm-hmm. but. Like I just I don't know. It's one of those things. Like, do I, is it? Does he really, or is it just like? If you a, went and saw Thursday and you were like, like at Furnace Fest, like at a big festival outdoor yeah, situation, yeah. and it was that guy, and, I, and you were kind of far away, you wouldn't know. You'd be like, oh, cool I, yeah. Thursday, nice. Yeah, for sure. That motherfucker got a gap in his teeth. Like, yeah, yeah. The I, I, I'm always trying to remember if it's it's it is just a gap, right? It's not a chipped tooth. Somebody. Oh, I don't fucking know his don't dental know, those, history, those, but like I know he's got a massive space there. I don't know. I don't know the origins. No, I know uh, one of those singers from back then had a big chip in his tooth. Oh, uh, the singer from Prada was missing like a whole tooth, I think, was for he? a while. Yeah. And then the guy from uh, Bayside just has fucked up teeth. Yeah, true. No, it's just a gap. It's no, oh, no fair. chip. But, oh, my God. Yeah. You fucking kick a football through that. That's uh that's a reference to some like some Eddie Murphy movie, but I can't think of what it is. Oh, maybe I didn't purposely make a reference to it. It's just something you say. Oh, like uh, maybe that's post. that's yeah. Maybe it's just a phrase. I don't know. Maybe. Speaking of weird phrases, we were doing my other show the other night, mm-hmm. and um, I heard uh, I don't remember what the, <laughs> uh, they yeah. burned my goat. He goes, "That really burns my goat." And I'm like, "What is that a thing people say?" He's like, "No." Yes. <laughs> I'm like, "Uh." But that—that's where you went. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, I—I I was listening to that. I—I I, I laughed out loud when when you guys had that conversation. But anyway, yeah, that's that—that that was that. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't really have anything yeah, else to say nothing. about the album. It's it's a it's a great album, start to finish. Um, yeah, true. If you've never listened to Thursday, start. Full collapse for sure. You can fucking end with full collapse too. Honestly, you'll yeah. be set. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was gonna. No, no. You got to hear war all the time too. There, you don't have to. Mm. But I mean, it's, it's very, 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 very good. It's a great, incredible record. It means a lot to me. I love it. But if if full collapse is a ten, uh, war all the time is like a nine point nine. You know. Yeah, true. I mean, they're they're neck and neck with how good they are. They're just full collapse is just a little better. So yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, so that's our deep dive on full collapse and all things new metal. Yeah, and next week will be something else and another deep dive on new metal. <laughs> I th- this whole show could be new metal, and I could talk. Let's for do days. the whole next episode just about new metal. Uh, don't tempt me, man. I'm serious. Okay, it's gonna be like a three hour episode. That's fine. We're doing a whole episode next week on <laughs> only new metal. All right, let's find someone that uh, that we know that knows a lot about new metal. I know several people. Let's get Jay on the show. Okay. Jay, come talk about new metal. Yeah. Dude, that'd be fucking uh, that'd be a hoot. Let's do that. Jay and he could tell you about when he was in a new metal band with me in high school and, and he quit because I was too controlling. I could not imagine you being in a creative situation <laughs> where you're controlling at all. I was on that in that band. If someone told me they quit a creative project with me because I was too controlling, I'd be like, sure. Get so, it. So back then I was in you know, I'm not going to say it on the show because I'm, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings if they hear it. And I don't. What's the likelihood of that person hearing this? I don't know, actually. Probably not very likely, but I still don't want it to get around. You know, I'm not. Fair enough. Nobody in that band was good back then. I'll, I'll Were say you that. kids? 
Oh yeah, we were. Yeah, everyone sucked as a musician like as a kid. Freshman sophomore year, somewhere in there. Yeah, I was a shitty musician freshman sophomore year of high yeah. school. Yeah. Well, well, uh, you know, oh, that is something I wanted to bring up about this album actually. How influenced was the assignment by Thursday? I actually this popped in my head today when I was listening to some of the riffs. I remember we were at assignment practice. We were writing a song, um, and. Tim, your cousin did like a guest vocal spot on the chorus. Uh, some yeah, there, was that the song something about it? It's cold on yes. Mars or something. Yes. What, what is the name? Um, of the song was called "Solos Christos," which is Latin for Christ alone. Shout okay. out, thine Lord. Um, uh, it's a cold day on Mars or outer it's space. A, it's a cold day yeah. in outer space. Yeah, I still remember how to play that song. Actually, really? it's, a, it's a great fucking song. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Um, but I remember. Um, after practice, just me and him went to, I think, round the clock, and then I went home, but on the way there, he's like, I hear a lot of Thursday in the way you play guitar, and I was like, yeah, yeah? and I never thought about it, but it's like the, back then, I was like, super high octave riffs, like, pick yeah. real fast and shit, and I, I still do that, they're just not as high, but um, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, and then I like, was listening to this record today, and I hear it, and I'm like, man, that was all over when yeah. I was a kid. Uh, so, is uh, all the assignment stuff on... Is it on Spotify or it's on Bandcamp? It's on Bandcamp. Yeah, at one time. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I should I could put it on Spotify. Well, well uh, when we're done with the show, I'll pull it up. I was gonna say put uh, put a link uh, when when we post this episode. Put a link to the assignment. Okay. Because I I seriously I want people to tell me if I'm wrong. I when I was listening to it, that was what popped into my head because we were I knew I was talking to you about this. I was like, I bet they were all listening to. This album a lot when they were writing. We back all then. loved Thursday. All I, of us loved I, Thursday. I could, I could very much see that, and, and that's not a bad thing at all. I, oh no, I thought the assignment was great. Thank it's you. One of my, one of honestly, my, I did too. Yeah, I it, still do. We were yeah, for, for being sixteen years old. Dude, we were a great fucking that, band. I don't care sure. how pompous that sounds. It's I'm being honest. No, the, no <laughs> your songwriting for that age was on another level. But it has not <laughs> progressed. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. No, I just, I just am able to do it a lot faster now. <laughs> Rather yeah. than taking two days to write one of those songs, I can do it in 25 minutes. I just Boom. can't do it any better. It's just a lot quicker. <laughs> well, Which is fine. I'm still, yeah, I'm still very happy with that. Yeah, I was gonna say the so the songwriting was always good to begin with, so it's not like you declined in quality. No, just, it just got faster. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, listen to Thursday, Full Collapse. Listen to Ritual by Soulfly because it's amazing. Um, Soulfly! Listen to anything. Go see Seven Dust live. Do it. I You won't be disappointed. Do you think anyone's going to hear that and be like, yeah, I should? Maybe. I don't no. Know. <laughs> I don't know, for the five people listening to the show, maybe one of them will be like, you know, I was You're thinking about it You're going to go see already. Seven Dust. You know, I, was already, I was already thinking about it. Now, now I'm for now sure. You mentioned it, I'm, I'm going to go see Seven Dust. <laughs> man all right well this has been fun yeah we'll talk about seven dust again next time <laughs> take it easy y'all later uh-huh.